It's Monday. It's January 7th. And the word of the day is graphologna, which means the urge to look at obscene, scatological, and or pornographic pictures. Used in a sentence, Al Gore is the Johannes Gutenberg of cum. <laughs> graphologna. <laughs> no, I'm glad you brought that one to my attention. I've been looking for a new synonym for conscious. What if the porn you watch is a graph of lasagna? <laughs> that would be awesome. I'm No Illusions. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's Far Center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, the future is female. Woo! The Kuiper Belt will continue to be bafflingly cutesy. And Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez teams up with Kevin Bacon to legalize dancing at the federal <laughs> level. But first, the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight are fellow skeptic rats, no illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Gentlemen, it is 2019. Any uh, resolutions for the new year? I mean... Heath, it's January, which means it's time for me to be in the middle of a numbing depression, so I can't tell you what food tastes like, let alone what my goals are. All right. Okay. Well, the food thing is because you're a vegan. Fair. (laughs) That could also explain the numbing depression now that I think about it. (laughs) Well, you know, at least I can always go to Greg's and get a real sauce. Damn it! Damn it! (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My resolution is to change up the copyright at the end of the show. Oh, that's exciting. Right, right. In our lead story tonight, (laughs) the U.S. government enters its 16th day of partial shutdown, and I wrote (sighs) these notes on Friday. Right? Like, there was no thought in my mind that we were going to need to hastily patch this audio or ad lib as we recorded. Nope. This puts the current shutdown only five days short of the modern day record of 21 days of a government hobbled by brinkmanship tantrums. Uh, The situation got even more dire for the White House over the weekend when, according to a report from the Washington Post, the Trump administration suddenly realized what shutting the government down meant. Like, like it hadn't occurred to them until this weekend that eventually food stamps and tax refunds won't be able to go out. And and, and before that, I, I, I guess they just thought that Sorry, I have already overstated their actions. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Just, is it me or is the government feeling super shut down right now? What's that, Tyler? <laughs> mm-hmm. It is? Okay, got it. Question withdrawn. <laughs> oh, um, hey, Mr. President. Um, Quick question. Why are you caressing that volleyball? What's happening? <laughs> I will miss her. Of course, the Democrats, upon taking back control of the House of Representatives on Thursday, immediately moved to pass bills that would end the government shutdown that just so happened to be identical to the bills the Senate passed unanimously two weeks earlier. And Mitch McConnell's response, apparently, was to say, oh, come on, like like the turtle human hybrid thing doesn't make me look bad enough already. It doesn't need your help, people. <laughs> Now, the the Republicans further proposed absolutely fucking nothing because uh, this whole shutdown might as well be about uh, repealing the law of goddamn gravity. If you wanted to build a $5 billion, 300-foot stone penis over the words, fuck Mexico, it would differ only in that that would be more practical. (laughs) And less racist. I mean, I would fuck the shit out of Mexico. They do costume (laughs) stuff. They cook. It's everywhere. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I thought 
Ted Cruz Grilled Cheese Night was wonderful. I thought we had a great time. <laughs> Whatever. I sang Music of the oh, Night. It's got that great beard going. It, the beard looks good, though, right? Like, that's so sad. I, I, I want it to look awful, but it looks really I mean, fucking good. Anything that blocks what was under yeah, that area. I guess area. that's I mean, the key, right? So All I right, now, t- to their credit, <laughs> the administration made at least the faintest stab at pretending to be doing something about this over the weekend after it became clear that mopey tweets from Trump about how shitty his Christmas was didn't give the propagandists at Fox News enough to work with. Uh, Vice President and ancillary boner pill commercial character Mike Pence, like, like he wouldn't be the guy that gets the erection, but he'd be like the neighbor at the cookout. Yeah, anyway, he attempted Give him a big right? thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. got an erection, exactly. buddy. Look at you. Let's play golf <laughs> yeah, after you exactly. masturbate. Cool. So that guy attempted to lead a meeting of top administration officials and congressional leaders to discuss options for ending the government shutdown, but. Since those congressional leaders know that any deal Pence brokers has a better than 50-50 shot of winding it up between Trump's ass cheeks, they told him to fuck off. So they had the meeting anyway just with themselves to see if they could think of a way to stop them from doing the thing that they're doing. And the meeting lasted for three hours and they couldn't. No. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. All right, so while we're already on the subject of needing to know more stuff, let's take a quick break for this week's first sponsor, Blinkist. Hey, podcast listener. This week, we're super pleased to announce a brand new sponsor, Blinkist. What's Blinkist? Blinkist is the only app that takes the best key takeaways, you know, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down to just 15 minutes so you can read or listen easily. I'm sorry, wait. It takes nonfiction books and condenses them down for you? That's right. Yep. Okay. Thanks, guys. But I think I'll actually read a book. You know, like an adult. Read a whole book. But Eli, there are thousands and thousands of important nonfiction books to get through. Even if you did nothing but read, you could never get through all of them. Yeah, excellent point. Um, speaking of which, what is the last book you read, Eli? Do menus count? They do not. Okay. Uh, that's not way the point. too slow. Point is, it doesn't okay. seem like it's actually reading. So, well, but it is really learning. See, what I love about Blinkist is it gives me the opportunity to get a taste of a wide variety of subjects all while I'm hiking, walking around, or driving. They've got new releases like Michelle Obama's Becoming. I meant to get that one. I'm going to get it. Mm-hmm. They've got important intellectual treatises like Yuval Noah Harari's Sapiens. The Sapiens got it. I'll write it yep. down. Yep. And, and cultural <laughs> touchstones like Tara Westover's Educated. Yep. Got it. And uh, it's, uh, you know, something. So basically, you're saying you'd rather do your version of nothing than anything. <laughs> I mean, that's what it sounds. No, see, because I'm going to read those books with my face. Mm. But just out of curiosity, if I wanted to try Blinkist, how would I go about doing that? There it is. Nailed it. Well, right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash Skeptocrat to start your free seven-day trial. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash Skeptocrat to start your free seven-day trial. Blinkist.com slash Skeptocrat, huh? That's right. Blinkist. Learn on the go. I... I learn. Do you? Do you? Okay, say a thing you've learned ever right now. One thing. 
Hats. Hats. Yeah. And we're back. Next up in headlines in Who Runs This Mother News? As we ent- Who Runs This Mother? As we enter 2019, <laughs> the Republican Party continues to control the Senate, the Supreme Court, and the White House, and continues to provide a mainstream political home for neo-Nazis. Yep. And continues to fight against all the progressive policies that would clearly be in the best interest of the uneducated, lower middle class, deplorable white people who make up their voting base. But uh, all that being said, we actually have some good news this week, including some delectable schadenfreude. And of course, I'm talking about how the GOP is having an extremely difficult time dealing with women in power. And it, (laughs) it is an absolute joy to watch this. So far, 2019, it's officially the year of the squirmy conservative, and it's the fucking (laughs) best. Yeah, it's the political equivalent of kicking a girl in the shins, except, you know, they're enslaving brown children instead. It's a different thing. Okay, okay, so take me there with this analogy. What? Okay, so you want to impress a girl, (laughs) so you enslave a brown child, right? We all know this. Well, I, I, even if I accepted that, where are the shins coming? An Oompa Loompa is is involved? Are you about to bring in one? I am. Thank you. Brown people don't have shins. <laughs> okay. Teach the Got it. Nailed it. So, um, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, just got it in a Texas school book. So, yeah, well done. <laughs> so, the blue wave in the House of Representatives finally came to fruition last week when we swore in the most diverse new class of Congress members in U.S. history. And that includes record numbers of women and more specifically, women of color. And if you watch the ceremony, you probably noticed that women of color apparently scare the fuck out of Republican white men. I wonder why. It was why. the best. The red half of the room, which is almost entirely white men, they they were just terrified. They looked like plantation owners on 13th Amendment Day, just like <laughs> so defeated and angry and sweaty and scared. Like, you remember in... Uh, Remember in Gladiator when they're about to like open up that the the gate to like go fight in the arena? It's like the reverse of that. It feels like, <laughs> you know, they're just not happy about it. And they, and they're guilty about their blood traitor erections, of course. It's just <laughs> it's a beautiful thing watching them squirm. I loved it. Oh, it was the squirmiest white people I've seen since those parents at the bar mitzvah asked me what Superman that hoe meant. <laughs> In those parents' defense, I think you having heard lean over so you could demonstrate was far. Can I just give you that? <laughs> Paint a word picture, Noah. They know what it fucking means now. Yeah, you you committed to the whole, like, miming a little hard. I was there. It was a fun part of it. Anyway, so the, uh, the new House and Senate, it's all sworn in. Well, <laughs> except for... Big fat cheater Mark Harris in North yeah, Carolina 9. Right. But that's going to be a dude either way. So that puts the total female representation in the U.S. Congress at 24%. Actually, 23.7. I'm giving them credit yeah. for 24. And uh, yeah, so assuming about one in four Americans is female, this is super duper fair. Yeah, <laughs> right. 102 years after the first woman was sworn into Congress, we're halfway to fair and we're <laughs> celebrating it. <laughs> America, almost mediocre, guys. Ah, the year of half a woman. Lovely, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so here's a couple quick highlights from these new ladies of Congress who are already kicking some ass. First up, we have Rashida Tlaib of Michigan, 
the first ever Palestinian-American U.S. Congresswoman in history. So during a reception at a bar after being sworn in, she gave a brief speech to a crowd of supporters that ended with the phrase, we're going to impeach the motherfucker. Yep. Now, yeah, loved it. Now, according to Trump, that's impossible because he's been so successful as a president. He's been too <laughs> yes. successful. He's been too successful to impeach. Apparently, there's a scoreboard that he thinks exists, and he has too many points for impeachment. Or you can trade points for not impeachment. I don't know what he yeah, thinks is he's... happening, but he has enough points. But that didn't stop him from responding to Ms. Tlaib with the following statement. Quote, I think she dishonored herself, and I think she dishonored her family. End quote. And then Trump went back to miming jump kick moves in the kung fu movie that's happening inside his head <laughs> clearly thinks that's where he is he's up there he's just just Stop. saying i heard she's muslim so if anyone wants to honor kill her now now's the time guys <laughs> oh, just, fuck. just saying i heard yeah oh stupid ban i could have that would have worked better if i didn't do the yeah so obviously the gop is having a meltdown about Tlaib's impeachment remark but apparently some Democrats are also criticizing her language, which is confusing to me. I mean, just going word by word, it seems pretty hard to argue with her statement, right? So, okay, like starting with we're gonna. Um, <laughs> that's a pretty simple future tense collective subject. Right. Referring no, no. to we, the U.S. Congress, who will, in fact, impeach the president. That's how that works if we do an impeachment. Um, and then impeach. That's super good word for what you'd want to do when someone cheats an election with the help of a Russian supervillain. And then, uh, well, the, that's a good definite article, strong. Uh, and then motherfucker, great word for Donald Trump. How are you arguing with this? Like, I mean, nobody's saying he's literally fucking any mothers, um, including the mother of his son. I can't imagine Melania still fucks him. And he's definitely a despicable or very unpleasant person or thing. I looked that up. That's what motherfucker means colloquially. So uh, great sentence. The end. That's what language is for. That was just very good use of language. No, Heath, you don't understand. She needs to go to the Nancy Pelosi school of dropping a handkerchief with the word impeachment on it in front of the press. <laughs> it's a delicate game, you see. All different ways. Love it. Yeah. No, I would have chosen a different vulgar descriptor, though. Like, because... I mean, I know she didn't mean it literally, but the minute they become a mother, he pays 130 grand to fuck somebody else. I feel like motherfucker is unnecessarily complimentary. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, one other beautiful moment of conservative panic last week. This is my absolute favorite. Trump supporters all over the Internet further solidified their role as the bad guys from Footloose and <laughs> tried to criticize Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez by circulating an old video of her amazing dance moves that someone found online. And they're this is supposed to be critical somehow. This is a group of people that was like, look at her, look at her, look at her dancing like a flapper whore. <laughs> Fucking whore, dancing, gross. I'm a person from 2019. <laughs> Unabashedly dance shaming. That happened. Yes. Dance shaming happened in 2019. What? So obviously... Here's the new Patreon goal. We need to hire a professional You Got Served dance crew to accompany AOC into every single political event she ever attends. Every yes. hearing, every time she's on the floor of Congress. I want to see flash mobs on the floor of Congress every week. 
yes, all the you're time. You're not the only one. Yeah, I, I I guess the message here is that she should have been done, doing something respectable in high school, like like boofing, for example. <laughs> the best part about this was the backlash to the backlash to the backlash, where they were like, we don't even care about her dancing. That's why I've tweeted 850 times about how much I don't <laughs> yeah. care about Mrs. Cortez's dancing. I have a clear, don't care at all. What, what I object to is her socialist policies. I am I, very socialist. I don't like socialism. I, I know that word. I know hey, it real well. What, is, what does socialism mean? Just calm down. It's Venezuela. Hats? It's when you dance. Did you just <laughs> Say Venezuela hats? Okay. Dance in hats, Venezuela. <laughs> and in more good news tonight. You know, in the hustle and bustle of government shutdowns and Mike Pence not coming out of the bathroom at Steve Denkin's party because he just needs a second, you guys stop knocking. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to forget that this week we saw the most diverse Congress in history sworn in, which, gosh dang it, is starting to look ever so slightly of the people and by the people and shit. <laughs> right. But still not for the people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess we compromised on to the people for now. Yeah, so that's that, fun. Yeah, We're halfway but not there. the two I'd pick. Right? <laughs> I mean, I'd be perfectly happy if a Congress full of badgers passed universal health care. <laughs> that's a good badger. Good badger. Basic human rights. Uh, all right, so Heath already mentioned this, but let's start with the one that matters. Uh, the youngest woman and best dancer ever elected to Congress, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. AOC, ooh, ooh. Who captures the heart and minds of this podcaster. How, how many minds is that, Eli? Depends on the day. And <laughs> I have to admit, to be fair, I don't agree with all of Ms. Cortez's ideas, but... I no longer give a fuck about politics because you see it's That's horrible shit fest based on convincing your dumb uncle to vote no on slavery and failing. <laughs> so if I want to like the pretty lady with the Instagram live, I'm going to. That's my new <laughs> thing. Thoughts on her. Yeah, definitely huge crush on AOC as well, especially after that dance video. It's so good. She's so happy. She's adorable. But the sexiest thing she did this week was propose a 70% tax bracket for the top earnings of rich people. Yeah, oh, Tweak my nips. So good. I love, like, oh. I mean, I'd go like 73%, maybe even higher, but I want her progressive tax plan inside of me. That yes. was so sexy. Oh, I want a cat call her, her tax plan. I want a cat call. <laughs> Smile! <laughs> Uh, but of course, Congresswoman Cortez was just one of 42 new women sworn into Congress for the total of 127. As we mentioned, that gives women nearly 50% of the representation they should have based on their population. Yep. Just reminding. Yep. You hear that, ladies? You're almost half a person, politically speaking. You're welcome. Yep. Just You're the woman. Touching on that. Touching on that again. Uh, we also got our first female Speaker of the House in Nancy from the top rope Pelosi. Well, uh, again, we got the f yeah, yeah right. Still, still we got the her first. back. Yeah, we got exactly. her back. Um, <laughs> who celebrated by accidentally letting her "I'm going to impeach the fuck out of the president" notebook fall out of her hands on the way up the <laughs> stairs in front of all the reporters. Oh, I've dropped my notebook. What? Oh, please, please don't look. Please. Don't take a oh. picture. <laughs> what? Oh, here, I'll turn it towards you. You don't want to know. I can't read up that. Does the bend and snap like Reese Witherspoon? Oh, so good. 
Uh, but it wasn't just that. We also had two of the first Native American women in Congress, the first Muslim women in Congress, who were the first Somali-American and Palestinian-American women in Congress, respectively. Iowa sent women to House for the first time. Texas elected, elected its first Latina woman to federal office. And Florida Democratic Representative Debbie Merskakal Powell made history as the first member of Congress of South American descent. Uh, also, Massachusetts and Connecticut both elected their first black congresswomen, uh, which is the most Massachusetts and Connecticut first one could think of. For <laughs> yep. And now thousands of New England men are going to proudly use the phrase, I voted for black this year. A black. <laughs> they're going to yell at it as a bouncer as they're being escorted out of a bar. They're going to be proud, unabashedly. A black, like you. You're black, right? I voted You're for awesome. one of you. One of you You're people. Awesome. I voted for one of you people this year. I am it's proud you. of myself. We I are on the same side. Co- just let me go in and get my jacket. Just let me go nope. in and get my fucking jacket. Come on. Come on. You can't steal my jacket. I helped you. You're welcome. <laughs> but they're not just dark. They're gay. Chris Pappas is the first openly gay member from New Hampshire. Angie Craig is the first openly gay member elected from Minnesota. Katie Hill is the first openly bisexual congresswoman from California. Davids, one of the first two Native American women elected, is also the first gay congresswoman from Kansas. And of course, Arizona Democrat Kristen Cinema was sworn in on Thursday as the first ever bisexual senator. But... To be fair, she's probably only becoming senator for the attention. Let's be real here. <laughs> well, oh, and also so that all of us could watch Mike Pence <laughs> freeze up like the Tyrannosaurus scene in Jurassic Park. As he's <laughs> when he puts the Bible down and picks, because everyone has the picture, but watching him put the Bible down and pick up the legal book is, I, I wanted her to change her I, mind and be like, you know what, actually, um, let's go with the Koran, Mike. Why don't you just go with the <laughs> I, if I were her, I would have come out naked. Uh, <laughs> going through his head, you know, he's like, fuck it. All right, bisexual? Does that... I, I need a woman and a man in the room with me. I don't know what... <laughs> I don't know. Some, I need a, uh, two aides, one guy, one girl next to me right now. I got to cut myself in half like King David. <laughs> <laughs> that All was right. Solomon. So uh, just a reminder, if you're wondering why the Republicans are going to be fighting extra hard this week, remember, everyone struggles the hardest right before they die. Okay. <laughs> what? You clearly haven't been hanging out at the child oncology wards as much as you let on, Eli. I'm quick. You're, I'm in and I'm out. That's the thing. <laughs> and speaking of death, let's turn things over to a word from policygenius.com. <laughs> They're going to love that segue. Oh, they love yeah, it. right? <laughs> Hi, Miss Jenkins. Oh, Eli, so good of you to come. I was so sorry to hear about your husband. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, good thing he's been meaning to get around to life insurance, huh? Wait, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, I mean, now that your husband has passed, you can take all those times he meant to get around to insurance to the bank and turn them in for money, can't you? Um, no. No, I can't. Hi, I'm Heath Enright. And unless you're Eli... Nobody likes to think about what's going to happen to their loved ones when they die. But that doesn't mean it's not important. Well, I mean, at least you've got all those memories. I I do. To eat. To what? To eat. You can eat fond memories of people, right? You can eat them? Policy Genius is the easy way to get life insurance. 
In minutes, you can compare quotes from top insurers to find your coverage that you need at a price you can afford. From there, you can apply online and the advisors at PolicyGenius will handle all the red tape. They'll even negotiate your rate with the insurance company. It's all part of their best price guarantee. And PolicyGenius doesn't just make life insurance easy. Whether you're shopping for disability insurance to protect your income, homeowner's insurance, or auto insurance, they can help you get covered fast. No, no, I can't spend love in my heart. Are you sure? I, yes, I could swear. I'm sure. Okay. If you've been intimidated or frustrated by insurance in the past, try starting your search at policygenius.com. In minutes, you can compare quotes and apply. You can do the whole thing on your phone right now. Policy Genius, the easy way to compare and buy life insurance. You want to try and sell his body? Yeah, let's do that. I got a buyer. <laughs> It's With amazing. nail polish. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, come on in. Hey, boss. Hey, boss. Hey, How yeah. Great. Uh, so can't tell you how excited we are to have you name Netflix's giant New Year blockbuster. Let's do Us this. Us too. Us too. I'm really excited about yeah. this. Yeah. So I've got a couple hundred shows and movies to green light. So let's make this quick. Um, all right. Is, is this the list right here? Mm -hmm. uh, yes. You just sir. put it down mm -hmm. on my desk? Okay. Yep. yep. Um, all right. So... Uh, we got Don't Look. Just Don't Look. That's not great. Um, a little on the nose. Uh, we have Don't Look at the Monsters because you'll go crazy and kill yourself. Okay, that's uh, just so much that worse. Was that was, that was, was his. Is, you didn't feel like that was a little long? It felt long. Little. Okay. Yeah, Eternal definitely worse. Sunshine, yeah, moving on. Yeah, no, moving on. Yeah, well, bad example. Anyway, um, Miss Congeniality 4. Uh, nope. Okay, Legal Nightmare. Oh, everyone likes nope. that. It's a great franchise. No, nope. and now it just says Sandra Bullock, her name. Like, just she's just the name yeah. of the lead actress. Yeah, yeah. She's in as it. the title. Mm -hmm. Right, because she had to put that what uh, right you, up front. Are you guys having a stroke? Okay, doesn't matter. Um, Last one. Let's see. This better be good because it sucked so far. Um, Bird Box. It just says Bird Box. Well? Uh, well, what? What the fuck is a Bird Box? You know, from the from the movie, she's got the the no, box of birds. No, I'm aware there's a box with birds in it in this movie, but there's also like a, a car with people in it in the movie. People car. I love yes. it. That's nope, the title. Nope, got, nope, not not where I was going at all. Um, nope. Also, uh, bird box isn't a thing. It's not a thing. There's no. There's not a. There's not a sure sure thing is. called bird yeah. box. Yeah, come on, you know. Bird box. A bird box? Really? Okay, so what's a bird box? It's a... You know, it's a... It's a bird, bird box? box? It's a bird box? Yeah. Bird box. Okay, tell you what, assholes. I'm going to call your bluff. If neither of you admit to me right now that you wrote this list while I was on the elevator on the way up, I will fucking call this movie Bird Box. Anyone? Really? Cool, cool. Movie's called Bird Box now. That's it. Yay! We did it. You're both right. fired. You're both clearly fired. Aw. Bird, Bird Box. Box. <laughs> yeah, still going to call it that, but you're fired.
And we're back next up in headlines. Cool shit happened in space, and I want to talk about it because in politics, we're in the middle of an infantile tantrum over a 4th century solution to an 18th century policy. And it's important to remind people that in other fields, humans aren't regressing like a cultural Benjamin Button. With my (laughs) body and face being the exception, of course. Well, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So were we supposed to keep you in the fridge? You look like we were supposed to keep you in the fridge. I don't like know. A refrigerate, reseal Do after opening. A, yeah, I didn't check the back. We okay, so first up, on New Year's Day, shortly after midnight Eastern time, NASA's New Horizons spacecraft performed a close-up flyby of Ultima Thule, a Kuiper Belt object that holds the distinction of being the most far-flung rock we know about in the solar system. Ultima Thule! Ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Right. And, and to give right. you an idea how far the fuck out there this is, remember that New Horizon did its Pluto flyby in December of 2015. It was launched in January of 2006. So at the speed of zero to Pluto in 10 years, it still took another three years to get to this motherfucker. Yeah. In other news, NASA plans to send its next spacecraft through an entire IKEA in just double that time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm a little confused because you you hate NASA and IKEA both so much. It's hard to tell who you're attacking right now. Is it science or affordable furniture? Which which <laughs> are you hating on? Can be both. Twofer. Can, I can get yeah, a twofer. Okay. Thank you. Both. Got it. All right. <laughs> so now we're still awaiting the real high res shit because of the incredibly slow transfer rate between the outermost edge of the solar system and here. Think trying to send an email in Australia. But we've gotten enough data to know that it consists of two distinct rocks that have molded together through a slow-speed collision to form a little rotating snowman. And (laughs) when combined with the fact that Pluto has a giant fucking heart on it, this lends a ton of credence to the there was a god and he let his little sister finish his homework hypothesis. (laughs) He's going to make it all the way out there. Two guys sitting there at NASA. One guy's like, I'm going to refresh. No, don't refresh. That doesn't make it faster. Obviously, I hit refresh. Don't, you, did I you hit, hit it again? <laughs> Stop hitting it. Why are you still? Are you just hitting enter over and over now? Yeah, that's the keys. You got to get don't, it a good jump start. Yeah, so, yeah. Nope. Yeah. Makes it faster. But use the use the Wi-Fi and the wired connection. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> that's not how All it right, works. but not to be outdone, the very next day, the Chinese space agency landed a rover on the moon's far side, revealing once more how goddamn many headline writers seem to think the side we're not looking at is, for some reason, in perpetual darkness. <laughs> <laughs> the dark side of the moon is just whatever half isn't lit up at the moment, you fucking idiots. During a new moon, it's the side we're looking at anyway. China's accomplishment is pretty cool, mind you, but let's face it. They were still massively outdone. I mean, they were like, oh, you know, our spaceship just flew past the thing Plutonians look at and say, man, I bet it's really fucking cold out there. And China's like, right, but but there's no 50-year-old American footprints on this whole hemisphere, though. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, good, good for you, China. Noogies. <laughs> okay, great. Noah, really? We need to piss off China more right now? They can have the moon. <laughs> Tell you what, China, don't destroy our economy for the year and a half while we replace them, and you can have the whole moon. We promise. It's June. We it's yours. using it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and in karate, take it to the streets news tonight. <laughs> this past Thursday, an unnamed man attempted to kidnap a woman by pushing her into his car. He was probably after her name. Fortunately for her, and unfortunately for him, they were just outside the Bushikan Karate Dojo in Charlotte, North Carolina, where head instructor Randall Ephraim teaches, 
when a 300-person team isn't working around the clock to moisten and maintain Randall's giant fucking genitals. <laughs> yeah, he's a beautiful man. Um, so imagine your drunk girlfriend starts yelling at someone at a bar, and then it turns into ethnic slurs somehow. And now imagine the worst fucking person for her to be yelling at. You are <laughs> you are now picturing Randall Ephraim. That's fun fact. That's what yep. you have in your face right now. All right. So here's what happened next according to Ephraim. These are all quotes. Quote There were still some kids in the dojo being picked up by parents and a couple of adult students cleaning up when a young lady came through our doors and stated that someone was trying to harm her. Shortly afterward, a big male entered the building not knowing what he wanted, I assumed he was inquiring about classes. I asked how I could assist him, and he stated that he was there for the lady. She insisted that she did not know him, and he had tried to kidnap her. He then tried to force himself further into the dojo, aggressively pushing and swinging. I then went into action, defending myself, and got him out of the dojo. Once outside, he attempted to attack again, and was dealt with accordingly. <laughs> oh, and quote. <laughs> I love I love the situational coincidence of this. He's just like, hi, uh, just wanted to have a quick heaviest hammer contest with somebody and then kidnap that lady right there. Oh, hey, Thor. Great. <laughs> Fuck. That was right, unfortunate. But, right, okay, but, but let's be fair here. This karate dude was whitening the inside of his gi the whole fucking time, right? <laughs> like, like he got beat up in high school a lot, so now he does this, but he falls asleep every night hoping tomorrow will be the day that a damsel in distress actually does walk into his dojo and proves he's not just a muscular babysitter once and for all, and he got it, damn it. <laughs> and it he happened. He actually got it. And it <laughs> happened. Uh, and in case you're wondering what he meant by uh, dealt with accordingly, the attacker left the scene on a stretcher and was officially arrested after he recovered at the hospital. Uh, he has since been charged with first degree kidnapping and has promised to plead guilty as long as the state keeps Randall Ephraim from stomping on his face in the future. The DA has made no such promise. Oh, such a glorious moment for this guy. Just like, wrist control, yes, it finally fucking happened. Risk control for the win. I did it. So oh, it worth it. So Lifetime many divorced dads jerking off to this story. <laughs> right? And speaking of vigilantes, we'd make sweet, sweet love to. Let's turn things over to our next sponsor, Robin Hood. Hi, I'm Heath Enright. And on my phone is the app Robin Hood. And I'm Robin Hood of Luxley. All right. Okay, well, with Robinhood the app, you can buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission-free. But with Robinhood the guy, you can hang out in the woods with dudes. Other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, but Robinhood the app doesn't charge commission fees at all. Trade stocks and keep all your profits. Yes, but with Robinhood the guy, I'll rob you and give your money to the poor. With Robinhood the app... You can place a trade with just four taps on your smartphone. With Robin Hood the guy, you can place an arrow into another arrow. Right, but best of all, Robin Hood the app is giving listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. Sign up at skeptocrat.robinhood.com. That's skeptocrat.robinhood.com. I had a movie with Tim Minchin in it. Right? Yeah, what was he thinking? I don't know. I think he's having a weird couple of years. That was rough. 
Something happened to him? Yeah, something definitely happened. Right? He's not well. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back, finally, in headlines tonight. It's been two weeks now with the government of the United States remaining in shutdown mode. Is it 16 days as of the release? 16 days as the release. And uh, that's led many of us to ask Donald Trump, uh, what would you say you do here? And (laughs) his answer is too slow. Needed him to know right away what he does here. And the latest people to confirm this non-answer were House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, who met with the president on Friday to discuss a plan to, you know, maybe govern the United States of America again, like it says at the top of their fucking job descriptions. But according to Trump, that's not going to happen anytime soon if Congress doesn't buy him a wall tantrum continues uh luckily we got our hands on the democrats notes and they are uh keep saying no to the impossible and crazy thing end of list yeah. that is the that's the notes. <laughs> well, okay so I, I feel like we're overthinking this problem right you get 16 guys you get eight cardboard cutout wall sections one team runs behind the other seven while he's walking along for his inspection <laughs> we knock this whole thing out for a couple grand yep yeah, i'm in so two votes Three votes. Apparently, Trump ended the meeting by saying, I'll keep the government closed for months or years over the wall. And then Chuck Schumer stood up to leave. And Trump clearly added something like, hey, Chuck, uh, kind of feel like you tricked me again. Um, Please don't tell everyone that I just said I'll keep the government closed for months or years over the wall. At which point Schumer walked outside and immediately told reporters that Trump said, I'll keep the government closed for months or years over the wall. And that's what I'm assuming Trump shouted series of anti-Semitic slurs and then called a press conference of his own to explain himself. And uh, spoiler, this goal of explaining was not achieved. (laughs) No, no, it was not. Unless that goal was for him to give historians even more baffling segments of their books in which case he nailed it right <laughs> yeah right no like i mean let's be fair he didn't explain his position very well no. but that press conference perfectly explained his self <laughs> <laughs> nailed it yeah so trump spent a little over an hour giving this conference and about 55 minutes of that was an explanation of how steel is actually different from concrete did, what the yeah, fuck was that? Did you guys know about this, by the way? It's like two <laughs> entirely different materials. It was fascinating stuff. They're different. They're like, in my head, they were pretty close, but no, like widely different steel and concrete. And also, by the way, if you watched along with this conf- uh, press conference, it seemed like somehow he was like learning that from the previous sentence in real time, right? Like he just explained that to himself. It was amazing. Steel is different than concrete, like I just said. Yeah. Let me me riff on that for 55 more minutes. Yeah. Yes. That was the press conference, most of it. And uh, the remaining time was spent making a series of statements that are verifiably false because... You know, fuck me. So (laughs) this included a claim that we've taken in billions and billions of dollars in tariffs from China. (laughs) And uh, nope, not how that works. No. Uh, The U.S. importer pays the tariffs, you fucking idiot. But (laughs) the president of the United States thinks that when he puts tariffs on Chinese imports, that means China sends us a bunch of stuff. 
Uh, also, a really big check. To yes, go with why? It. How does he think this shit works? Idiot. Right. <laughs> at, at which point, Donald Trump picked up the literal manifestation of my retirement account and slam dunked it into a cartoon trash can. He just, <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing you nailed that Tesla stock sale, though. I was I got it right in the best yeah, quarter. Did you buy it back, or what? What are you doing with it now? I. <laughs> Keys to get shorts now. That's yeah, get, yep. Oh, short yeah. Up, short it hard. Summer's coming. So uh, Trump also added <laughs> that previous U.S. presidents are actually jealous about how he's doing the Mexico wall, and they never did. He said, quote, this should have been done by all of the presidents that preceded me. Um, That's all of them, buddy. You're the current one. Just, <laughs> so, you know. There's no future presidents that you're referencing. There's all the presidents and past presidents. Uh, continuing. Some of them have told me that they should have done it. End quote. Meaning the wall. Some of them, he said. Yes. Inside Donald Trump's stupid fucking delusional face, he's met <laughs> privately with multiple ex-presidents. Yes. Who said they wish they built a literal 2,000-mile wall along the Mexican border. He thinks that happened. <gasps> okay. But you know what would be amazing if Obama was gaslighting him every time they <laughs> right? Just hoping Donald Trump would finally be like, okay, Barack Obama gave me the idea for the Muslim ban. I am telling you, Barack Obama. <laughs> it was in his like, no, you all need to believe me. You have to believe me. Barack Obama, I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> and then he made out with me. It was confusing. Hey, <laughs> hey. He didn't wait. He just kissed. It was, it was turned me on. And uh, one last detail from uh, his press conference. And this one was hard to piece together because this claim would be absurd. But I'm pretty sure Trump was saying he started the wall by himself last week just south of San Diego. And uh, just to be clear, no, he didn't. Um, yeah, no, multiple Pinocchio. No. We, we built some barriers there in the 90s, and maybe they added some extra slats recently to stop the especially aqueous Mexicans from seeping through. I, no idea what he's talking about. But just in case it wasn't obvious, Donald Trump did not drop a new wall along the southern border of California last week like a fucking Sims game. But he thinks he did. This is a person in charge of our country. He thinks that happened. <sighs> and on that note, I guess we're going to close it out. Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Eli Bosnick. And thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and send us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening. And please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming... Please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like Aaron, Professor Scaramanga, Chocolate Bunting, Holly by Golly, Elizabeth, Mice and Mana, Michael Cohen is a no-talent ass clown, <laughs> Peter, Samantha, Stephen, Nate, CM, Annie, Micah, Michael, and Ivar, whose beautiful genitals belong to the light belong to the thunder we belong we belong 
We belong together. And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent, <laughs> like those fine people, Pat Benatar, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Scathing Atheist, God Awful Movies, and Citation Needed, available on iTunes, Stitcher, or the Deep Web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penist. Special thanks to Ryan Slonick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. He is the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings that you heard today, which were used with his permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign off. Hit me with your best shot. <laughs> Like you had a weirdly um, Walken-esque pause <laughs> new thing cadence, going on. New cadence like, around. Yeah, no, yeah, right, yeah, right. You were like really them. switching it up. Your sentences seemed syncopated somehow. It was Catchphrase. Weird. Sign off. We belong. <laughs> Together. <laughs> Together. Come on, Tommy. We All belong. Right, now, there's a fucking Patreon goal. There's a Patreon goal for you. No one does this. I, do, I want no one to do it. Are you okay? <laughs> I already did, started recording. Did you hit record? I, I don't want this. Are you rolling? Yes. Are you lying? <laughs> will you oh, check I'm, your thing? I'm will rolling. you look at will you look at your file to make sure no. there's noise on it? No. Look at your file. I mean, after last time, let's all look, let's at, all our look at our files. Let's all look at our files. There's all noise right. on it. Files. I was <laughs> I was really talking to Noah, if I'm being fair. Nope. Yep, that's fair. That okay. is fair. It's all <laughs> All right. And um, I don't feel comfortable doing the count. No, you, you got that? <laughs> it happens. Icarus. Oedipus? <laughs> Icarus. I feel like I, try, I was going to be Icarus, and then I got scared. The sun was right there. Yeah, the sea. No, yeah, right. I, was, I wasn't going to hit the middle. It's like Icarus with a happy ending. Oedipus. <laughs> One. Eli two, sees Oedipus as a happy ending. <laughs> four. <laughs> five. You know that Greek comedy about Oedipus, the guy? Come on. That's not funny. <laughs> a guy stabbing himself in the eye. You know why they always have him do it off stage? Because that's hilarious. Ow. <laughs> Ooh, I got to do the other one now. <laughs> oh, I could stage Oedipus as a comedy entirely based on just him screaming in the background about how much it hurts for the rest of the play. Whoa! <laughs> not worth it! Ah! <laughs> oh, this doesn't matter at all. Oh! <laughs> this, this is, is worse worst. than Bird Box. This is so much worse. <laughs> bird Box. <laughs> the original Bird Box. Oedipus, but a tragedy. Yeah, ready. <laughs> The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.